0: Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today we are speaking with Megan Kennelly, head of global marketing at German Bionic, a robotics firm headquartered in Germany and the U.S. that develops and produces wearable technologies, including connected exoskeletons driven by artificial intelligence. Under Megan's leadership, German Bionic has secured a number of accolades such as Fast Company's Innovation by Design Award, the CES 2023 Best of Innovation Award, the German Entrepreneur Award, and a coveted Hermes Award nomination at the Hannover Messe, the world's largest industry trade fair. Prior to German Bionic, Megan worked as Director of Global Marketing Communications at Yamaha Unified Communications, and as Marketing Manager for the CIO Executive Council at IDG. She earned her Master's Degree in Digital Marketing at Southern New Hampshire University, and a Bachelor of Business Administration and Marketing at Worcester State University. Megan, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you to share your insights with our audience.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it.
0: To start off, could you tell us more about the emerging landscape of AI-enabled exoskeletons for the workplace?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think when everyone thinks about exoskeletons, a lot of times we think about the movies and the Bionic Woman, or we can look at them from a rehabilitation perspective. But what we're doing and what a lot of the market is seeing now is taking exoskeleton technology and putting it into the industry. So manufacturing, logistics, warehouse distribution, we're really seeing a need where exoskeletons can not only be on the rehabilitation side, but they can also be on the preventative side. So we're seeing a lot of companies now Targeting certain areas of the body, maybe not having the full exoskeleton suit like an Iron Man, but really targeting those specific areas where they can provide value. So the lower back where we focus, some of the exoskeletons that you see are helping with upper arm movements when you're having to do prolonged um, work above your head. So we're definitely starting to see a shift and a change into some of the exoskeleton marketing market as a whole. But one element of that is also starting to see smart connected exoskeletons that are taking data and ergonomic data and AI and bringing them to the next level. So not only is it starting to see much more technology from a hardware perspective, but also the software side of things too, and how we can put those together to not only bring value and protection to workers but also use those insights to have more efficient workplaces and a safer workplace so there's plenty of learnings to to dive into and there's much opportunity to continue to grow in in all of those areas
0: Seems like it also provides the data that companies have uh, beforehand not had access to
1: exactly yeah there's um, just speaking from our device, there's so much data that you can get. And I think we're always taking data. So we track what we call telematic data. So it's not tracking anything like your heart rate, but it is tracking ergonomic data. So things like steps and lifts and how many lifts you're doing, how many of those lifts are good lifts versus bad lifts. And there's so many insights that you can get from that and starting to implement AI into it to start making assumptions about workers and starting to recommend breaks throughout the day. It, there's just endless possibilities. I think like being able to not only collect the data, but also looking at what you can do with it on the other side.
0: From Bionic was the first, com- well, it was the world's first company to deliver uh, these connected exoskeletons for the workplace. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So we're one of the first ones to deliver not only a powered exoskeleton, but a connected exoskeleton. So A lot of times in the exoskeleton world, we're looped together, but there is kind of a difference between a passive system and an active system. So a passive system is using things like body energy and strings and pulleys. We do use some of those elements, but we're bringing in motor technology, robotics and power through the battery where we can provide additional support and um, power for those lifting practices.
0: I think you already touched on this, Uh I wanted to put a little bit more of a point on how do these uh, AI-driven exoskeletons contribute to increased productivity? And I think we already talked about the enhancing the, the knowledge on the manufacturing floor, but I think just in terms of the, the body movement and the productivity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's plenty of ROI that we look at, and it can come in a few different forms. So we have not only the productivity element where... By using the suit, you can either increase productivity, you can get insights about your environment to um, almost optimize your efficiencies too. So you can start to see, okay, this worker, this shift is having to do a lot more walking than the other shift. Can I rearrange the warehouse so that they're having to move less so that they can do more of their jobs without having the environment conflict with what they're doing? So you're getting um, data from that to optimize your workplace. There's also um, a cost benefit from reduction in workers' compensation. You're having less sick days from the workers too, from having to take time off because of injuries or just pure pain from overexhaustion. So you're seeing it from that element from a productivity standpoint. But I think when you look at it from an HR standpoint too, It's helping with staffing. Um, We're going through a staffing shortage right now. So being able to attract workers, retain workers, and actually prove that you are supportive of those workers. You're keeping people in the job longer. People are happy to work for you. Your job looks more attractive than maybe some other warehouse that isn't providing this type of technology. And another thing that's also nice is you can open up the inclusion Aspects too. So, females traditionally not in the roles of manual lifting, but now we're kind of leveling the playing field, where you're opening job opportunities and you're opening up the talent pool for people to be able to fill those jobs that you might not have been able to fill before.
0: I read some some notable customers of German Bionic are IKEA and, and BMW. Um, you know, what are some some examples of the solutions that have been provided for? you know, customers and, and, you know, in those areas, but particularly in manufacturing?
1: Sure. So when it comes to use cases, we see a wide variety of them, but there are some that we see often uh, over and over again. So palletizing is a big one for us because a lot of times it's a manual effort that automization is either impossible for what they're doing, or it's very expensive. So they're still having workers in those processes. So palletizing things Taking things um, off of cargo, so loading or unloading cargo, and then having to put it on a conveyor belt or having to put it on a pallet. That's a lot of manual effort because automation, it, it just can't go inside the cargo just yet. Um, a couple others that we're seeing from a use case, too, is from a healthcare side of things. So we just launched a healthcare device that is focused on the workers, the nurses who are having to transfer patients. So if they're having to move people from the bed to a wheelchair or vice versa, it's giving support for those workers. So anywhere that you kind of see like heavy, repetitive lifting, that's where we come in and that's where we make the biggest difference.
0: Yeah, that that's inter- interesting. We have a, a spine research institute at Ohio State that is investigating those um, those proce- those. You know, the being able to use assistive devices to help with the heavy load that nurses have to deal with yeah, on a regular basis. It's incredible. hmm Um, so I I think that was my my next question, uh, about what, what are some of the diverse applications for these power suits. So I mean you already mentioned medical and then the, of course logistics and transportation. So yeah, um, there's
1: really a wide variety. I mean, we're seeing construction now these days, where not only from the commercial side where there um Producing bricks or tiles for roofing, but it's also the workers who are having to lay those things. So, not only does our device provide assistance for lifting, but it also helps with prolonged bending. So, if you're having to lean over all day, having to either sort or you're placing and laying bricks all day, that's also a big toll on your back. So, by almost putting the resistance all the way up, you're kind of being held in harness, if you will. And so that's helping to take the stress off of the lower back. So we're we're seeing a lot of different use cases across the board. I think it's one of the areas we're just trying to learn more about what's out there that could pen, potentially be helpful.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Um, given German Bionic's global presence, uh, bridging Europe, US, and Asia, and I, I'm sure a lot of differences in the educational systems, um, How can educational institutions, you know, especially those in the U.S., keep up with the demand of the the AI skills and even just the industry 4.0 skills that are needed to prepare employees, not only for uh, germabionic and, you know, but also your customers?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things is just keeping up with the trends. I think one of the things that we try to do is just simply educate because you hear of exoskeletons. Again, we talked about. You really only hear about them in Iron Man, and and it's not something that you're talking about at the dinner table. But so, if we can just introduce the technology more and more into society and have it become more well known, I think that's how it integrates into the education system. So, if they can be the first ones that are, are teaching the next generation of being on top of this kind of stuff and that it exists and that it's being used today is just the first start. But I think really there's plenty of areas where someone can go into that will lead to a job in the exoskeleton market or technology similar to this. So not only like a mechanical engineer or someone that's working on the hardware side, we also have software. So data, being able to analyze data and starting to use the data to identify areas for AI is incredible. I mean, we have workers that are doing tests and starting to measure uh, patterns of fatigue levels so that we can recommend certain times when people should take breaks. So I think you really could dive into any of this technology and get involved into the next level of what's to come and, and what the opportunities are to continue to advance not only in exoskeletons, but AI in the exoskeletons or what we can do from a data perspective to make workplaces more safe or efficient or productive.
0: And as you said, this this could go beyond uh, the engineers in in the manufacturing firm and and move into HR.
1: Yeah, so we have a whole team, we call it a human machine interface, and they're looking at the body and how it reacts to certain things. And they're doing studies on how this is beneficial. So even from a physical therapy point of view, you can also get involved in this kind of technology.
0: I was going to say that that you know, having to be AI proficient in physical therapy is pro- physical therapy is probably not something that is taught right. yet. Absolutely. Um, and so you you had talked about you know the technical skills. Um, you know, are there any soft skills that would need to be taught in this environment?
1: Um, I think what I find with my coworkers is we're very passionate. I think. It helps when you know that the product that you're producing helps people. I mean, hearing from customers, we've had one customer who said, now I can go home and play with my daughter after work because I'm not tired and my back doesn't hurt. So the impact that it makes motivates you to want to do more and make it better and see what else we can do to just deliver a, a safer environment for everyone so I think just being passionate about what you do is a great soft skill being able to have a wider lens and an opportunity to make mistakes and learn and figure out like hey even if it's a dumb idea it might stumble on to something else so just being open to technology and being willing to learn and try I think is always helpful really in any field that you go into
0: Well, that's true How has German Bionic expanded its use of artificial intelligence? And can you highlight some specific industry 4.0 developments that the, the company's harnessing?
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that we're starting to look at is integrations. So warehouses specifically or manufacturing floors, they're starting to have technology in other areas. So we've seen the scan it, where they can scan the barcode, and that's going into a system. So I think trying to see how we can align our data with other data and make those API connections to be helpful for giving insights into the technology or in the workplace, I think there's plenty of opportunities to see like how we can integrate with other things. And then just looking at um like a worker perspective, one of the things we always look at is how can we be more helpful to them? So right now, um, we're looking at how AI can adapt dynamically to what you're picking up and be being able to change based off of those things. Right now, we do have AI that starts to look at the torque that's provided based off of if someone's taller or they're shorter and they're having to lean a little bit more further, it's adjusting to the sensitivities and the power that it's giving you. So there's things that we can look at from that perspective, but I think there's always additional things that we're learning from the human body and how it interacts with these kinds of devices.
0: And in looking ahead, what does the future look like for German Bionic and um, even other companies operating in this space? So what are, have you seen some, some, uh, some future concepts or or trends that are exciting you right now?
1: Yeah, I think the whole data element is definitely one that people talk about. I mean, we're one of the few, I think maybe one of two exoskeletons out there that have that connected element. So seeing where we can continue to evolve in that element is definitely of interest. I think just always trying to get lighter, leaner, being able to find more use cases is always top of mind. So just continued improvement across the board. We really focus on the lower back, but there's also exoskeletons that focus on other areas of the body. So who knows what it'll look like in a few years with a combination of them or using them for different tasks. I think the world is our oyster, basically.
0: And uh, we we had talked before I, I started to record about being at Hanover Mess and I saw yeah. an, an earlier prototype of the exoskeleton and the and the reduction of materials, even in the last seven, eight years is amazing.
1: Yes, we've worked with some very talented um, engineers and design firms to be able to have a device that's safe and comfortable. I think some of the things that get brought up specifically in a healthcare environment are if you're using um, a system that has maybe some open joints or areas where patients might be able to get caught, We try to think of those things ahead of time. So one thing that you might see in in the Apogee that we released this year is it's one sort of design, one piece that holds everything together. So making it a little bit more safer for the worker and also for those that are interacting with them. Even things like the handles on the back of the device, that's helpful for a patient to be able to grab onto. Traditionally, they're grabbing on nurses' necks. And that's just horrible from or ergonomics and also just from a personal bubble perspective. So being able to like work with our customers and um, other hospitals to figure out like what else could we do to improve the design to make it easier, more comfortable, and more helpful.
0: I can't wait to see what the future holds. Thank you, Megan, for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much.